Good morning. Welcome to Friday. Happy Friday to you. Let's see, it's Friday, January 8th today, and I trust that you're doing well in the Lord. We're studying who I am in Christ, and today I'd like to talk about sharing your faith a little bit. I am a personal witness of Christ is my title for today, and I'm taking that from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Very famous uh, sharing your faith verse. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says very clearly Jesus talking to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and I believe by principle and by implication, he's also talking to us, that we who are in Christ, who have become Christians, are personal witnesses of Jesus. Now, uh, what the disciples were witnesses of was Jesus' resurrection, really is what this is um, speaking to. Uh, they had seen, of course, Jesus uh, hang on the cross on that fateful Friday night and die uh, a horrible death, um, a sinner's death, falsely accused, uh, and then be in the tomb Friday night, Saturday, Sunday morning, and then Sunday morning, rise again from the dead. They'd seen that, so they'd seen his true death, and they'd seen then his true resurrection. So now Jesus was calling on them to be witnesses, and to be a witness is simply to talk about what you've seen. And so to us then, the question becomes, what have we seen, Right? What have we seen God do in our lives? That's the point, because that's what we're supposed to witness to. We're supposed to witness to what we have seen God do in our lives. When I was 14 years old, uh, I saw something. I saw my own personal sin. God revealed it to me, convicted my heart. And I saw him, I saw God take me from sin and selfishness to the beginning of a new way of life in following Jesus as a disciple. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 14 years old in 1978, uh, and I saw I saw desires change in my life. I saw habits change in my life. I saw a new uh, a new thing happening, a transform transformative thing happening in my life, which I attribute now to my, of course, my um, salvation in Christ and the Holy Spirit coming inside of me. I saw myself understanding things for the first time that I'd never understood before confessing my sin to God. I saw God as the one who created me and uh, sent Jesus to die for me. And I was saved in 1978 by Jesus Christ. There, I just witnessed to you. You didn't even know I was doing that for a moment. I just witnessed to you. That was it. One minute. I just told you what I saw God do in my life in 1978. That's what witnessing is. It's telling a story of something that you've seen, like someone who stands on the street corner and sees an accident happen before their very eyes, they become a witness. Well, you saw something dramatic happen in your life. As you were growing up, you came to understand what, G what Jesus had done for you on the cross at some point in your life. Maybe your parents shared with you. Maybe a Sunday school teacher shared with you. Maybe a preacher preached a message and and you understood clearly for the first time, the lights went on in your, in your soul, 
and you understood for the first time what it meant to give your heart to Jesus, and so you did, maybe to Bible camp, or maybe it was just in your own living room, sitting there reading the Bible, and suddenly the Holy Spirit talked to you and said, you gotta, you got to repent. Whatever it is, whatever experience you had that God gave you in your life, now that's your story. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And so the question for all of us becomes, how come we don't share that story more often, right? Whether with our words or in writing or on the, on the social media, somehow posting it. Why is it that we don't share that story more often? Now, I've come up with four excuses, four reasons, well, not reasons, excuses, that we don't tend to share our faith more often. I'm going to I'm going to talk about each one and kind of debunk them as I go this morning. So here's the first, I would say, excuse that we use that we don't share our faith. Here's the first one, because I'm not gifted as an evangelist. I think that's my favorite one of all because I use it right sometimes like, I'm gifted to do other things. I'm gifted to teach or I'm gifted to um, to give or to share, but I'm not, I'm not gifted to, to be an evangelist like Billy Graham. And so um, that kind of, in, in, a, in a way, lets me off the hook, right? But truth be told, very few people are actually gifted as evangelists, well, like Billy Graham. Um, but that's not the point. The point is that we've all been called to be a personal witness of what we've each individually seen. To say that you're not called to be an evangelist is very much like Moses Moses, the Moses excuse in Exodus chapter 4 when God called Moses to go uh, talk to Pharaoh and to, uh, and to release the pe his people from captivity in Egypt. And Moses, of course, didn't want to do it, and so he began to give all of these excuses to God. And one of those excuses, of course, um, was that he wasn't eloquent of speech. This is Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. That's Moses' way of saying, I'm not an evangelist. I can't talk like other people can talk. I can't, I can't get it out there smoothly like other people can. Finally, in verse 13, Moses says, Oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. <laughs> Literally, that's what he says. God, just get someone else, right? And I think sometimes we're like that. But look what God says to Moses in verse 11. This is Exodus chapter 4. The Lord said to Moses, Well, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. You, you see, when we think we can't do it in our own, um, in our own power, in, in uh, speaking eloquently or smoothly, God says, you know what? Stop worrying about that. I'll give you the words. You're going to stumble around? Okay. You're going to kind of feel like you didn't get it out there perfectly? Okay. You know, when I preach a sermon on Sunday, I don't think there's ever a sermon that I, that I preach where I think I got it perfect and that I said every word just right. Even now in my devotions, I sometimes stumble on a word or a thought or I can't find the Bible verse. But you know my heart, and that's the most important thing. Right, so I need to I need to worry less about how perfect it seems, and and just let God let God speak through the whole experience of of my words, of my love, of my 
of my actions, because God's speaking through all of that. All of those forms of communication come through when I'm, uh, when I'm desiring to share the Lord. And He'll give us the words. And so I really like that. So uh, I'm not gifted as an evangelist. Don't use that excuse. Okay, the second one that uh, comes to my mind is, I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about the Bible, therefore I'm not going to share my faith. Um, you know, if there was anyone who could actually use this excuse, it would be the 12 disciples themselves. Why is that? Because they weren't educated people, right? They weren't, they weren't rabbi material, really. They weren't the Pharisees. They weren't the Sadducees. Sadducees. They weren't these, um, these religious figures who were excelling in intellect. So if anyone could use the excuse, excuse, I don't know much about God's Word, or I don't know God's Word well enough. It would have been the 12 disciples. But point of fact, Jesus picked them, and now He's telling them, you're going to be personal witnesses. Um, because, yes, using God's Word is super important when we share, but we're starting with the story that God gave us in our salvation, right, when we first became Christians. And on and on, as God works in our lives, we can share about what, how we've seen God working through our lives. Besides that, let me just say, all of us as Christians at some point learn some of the basic gospel verses in the Bible. You don't have to know the whole Bible. There are so many power-packed little verses that you can learn and remember or just carry a card around in your pocket, like John 3.16. I think everyone knows John 3.16 right? Or Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, right? Or um, Romans 3, 23 or Romans 6, 23. All these wonderful, powerful gospel verses that have the gospel in a nutshell. First um, John 5, 11 and 12 was the first Bible verse I ever memorized. Um, and so we have these power-packed verses that we don't have to know the whole Bible. We know the core truths in some of these great core gospel verses. Okay, here's a third excuse that um, sometimes we come up with. And it's really not so much as an excuse as it is uh, a reality. And that is, I don't care about the lost, actually, enough. And I've had to repent of this many times myself. I confess it. This is the Jonah excuse, right? Or the Jonah situation where Jonah didn't care about the Ninevites and about their eternal salvation. You remember the book of Jonah. God called Jonah to go preach to the Ninevites so that they might repent and find life in God, right? And Jonah didn't want to go. In fact, he went in the opposite direction. He hopped on a boat and he sailed out into the Mediterranean Sea, which was in the direct opposite direction of Nineveh in the Middle East. And uh, there was a storm. And the problem, of course, was Jonah. God was um, coming after Jonah. And so Jonah jumps overboard to save the rest of them on the boat because he knew it was him that God was coming after. Fish, sw whale, swallowed him up. And inside the belly of the whale, Jonah kind of repented. And then the whale spit him up on the shore. Uh, Jonah went and preached to the Ninevites, finally. And the Ninevites repented. And uh, then in chapter 4, guess what? Jonah shows his true colors and basically says, See, I knew that you were going to save them, and that's really why I didn't want to go. 
he was so callous, right? He really didn't care. Let me read the verses in chapter 4 of Jonah. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He pray, He became angry after the Ninevites repented. Nona, Jonah became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is, why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. In other words, he's admitting his, his carelessness for the Ninevites. And he's willing to just say, God, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I should be judged for that. Do we actually care that people are dying and going to hell without Jesus? And I have to confess, there have been times in my life um, uh, that I didn't care. In fact, there continue to be some times in my life when I repent of, of that sense of not caring. And I, we have to care. And when we repent and we, and we give that attitude back to the Lord, He restores within us that love and that desire for those who are lost. And there's really nothing else to say except for this demands repentance, that we don't care enough to share our faith. Um, there's one more reason. I've never shared my faith with anyone before. And I really like to talk about this one. Um, I've never really shared my faith with anyone before. I think that's uh, an important thing to admit and then to say, you know what, so what? There's no time like the present. I can start today. Maybe I've never shared, maybe I've been a Christian for 10 years and I've never shared my faith with anybody. Um, but you know what? Put the past behind you and start today. And I would say... Um, Pick a friend, maybe a friend at church, maybe a friend in a Bible study, and say, um, I'd like to share, I'd like to share the, the story of how I, I became a Christian. And just start telling it to somebody. Maybe in a safe environment where you know the person is not going to react negatively. And, uh, and just start sharing. We actually do this in the D group cur curriculum that we have written. So if you're in a D group partnership, one of the first chapters has you write out your testimony of faith and share it, a um, five-minute version, just a short version of how you became a Christian and how God worked in your life. And, and so just get comfortable sharing the words with somebody. And um, that's a great way to start. Uh, because again, uh, you're just sharing your story. It's like, it's like sharing something from your background, right? You do that every day of your life. If you're going to work and you're talking to your friends, you're sharing things. You're sharing about what happened over Christmas. You're sharing about um, what it was like when you were growing up or when you went to high school or you graduated from college or whatever. You're sharing all these stories. It's what we do. Well, as part of that sharing, just begin to include some of the thoughts and some of the aspects of the story around the time when you got saved and just kind of work it in, right? It's getting comfortable with sharing those parts of your story that um, really helps. And so just pick some friends, start sharing it, start including it in some of your conversations, and you're going to get super comfortable with it. So uh, Jesus said to us in Acts 1.8, you shall be my witnesses. So it's not just for the 12 disciples 2,000 years ago. This is for us, and this is part of our identity. 
that we are folks that share those stories. Uh, you might say, I'm not an evangelist. You might say, I don't know enough about the Bible. You might say, I don't care enough. You might say, I've never done it before. But really, those are all human excuses, aren't they? I've fallen into them. We all fall into those. We, we're living in the flesh right now in a broken and fallen world. right? But here's the key. Back in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It actually, the verse actually starts out, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You see, even Jesus said right from the beginning that it's not a human endeavor. And so to have human excuses really misses the point because the Holy Spirit comes and gives us the words to say. The Holy Spirit comes and gives us the power. And the Holy Spirit comes and gives us the love when we don't care enough. And so it all comes from God. Pray to that end. Say, God, there's not enough in my humanness to make this happen, but I'm, I'm willing if your Holy Spirit helps me, right? And really, that's the point of Acts 1.8. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And now we have the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit has come on us. And so, my friends, um, just share your story. And I'm going to just commit to you that I'm going to ask God today in my prayer time that He would give me an opportunity to share my story again today uh, in some way with uh, someone um, that I come into um, that I come into contact with today. I'm going to be out shopping in a couple stores, doing some other things, I'm also doing some internet stuff. So maybe today is a great day for me uh, to share a little bit more about the story of my salvation, and maybe for you too. I challenge you just a little bit today to share something. Well, may God bless us with His Word, and this time with Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we are Yours. We give ourselves to You again today. And if that means that You're teaching us to share our story, then super great, Lord. We ask for Your Holy Spirit power to do that. God, we love You. We love the fact that You've given us eternal life, that without You, um, on the day we die, we get separated from You. But Lord, since we have you through Jesus, on the day we die physically, we continue to live eternally and forever. And that's something to talk about. And God, I thank you for that story in our lives. Each and every one of us, give us the grace uh, to make it known and to shine our light. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, hey, I love all of you, and I'm looking forward to Sunday morning worship um, with you, whether in person or online. Also, if you have um, a little bit of time tomorrow morning at 10.30, we're cleaning up some in the church, so come on over at 10.30. I'm saying that we can do it in an hour, so from 10.30 to 11.30, no later than 12 probably, we'll be there just cleaning things up and getting it ready for Sunday morning. You come out and help us um, if you have time. Uh, otherwise, I will see you again on Sunday. Love you all. Have a great Friday. Bye-bye.